Hello, everybody. Welcome to the JT Fox Show. And today is the part of the show you guys like. It is Pack, my CEO versus me. We're talking about business issues. Going to give it no BS as we normally do as well. Let's get straight into it, Pack. The market has been totally out of whack. Uh, down 1,000, ends the day up 164, down 750, uh, up like 200, down 66. And today, back and forth, crypto went down. Let's go back up. Uh, the Fed meeting uh, has still leaves a lot of holes. Interest rates going to go up. I feel right now that it is a gambling. Like right now, people are gambling, right? And there are people that are panicking that are selling. There are margin calls. There are other people that are buying stuff now, um, but they're not cost averaging for the future. They're actually trying to think of the short term. I feel like the climate right now is very much of a scary and they're in choppy waters and they just decided to go into the water with a bunch of sales and uh, they didn't really plan this out. And that's just the way I see it. How, how do you see it? Who's sailing on choppy water or where? What do you mean? Everybody's uh, uh, sailing on choppy waters. People, the market is insane. I mean... Yeah, I mean, today my screen's in all green. The past few days, it's been in all red. So it is a, it's definitely been very interesting to see. But I mean, when the market goes down, there's, it creates a lot of opportunity. I mean, right. I think everyone panicking, everyone kind of going, everything going all over the place is going to create some opportunity. I mean, at the end of the day, People are paying astronomical prices to purchase homes right now because the supply just isn't there and the demand still is. And I think we're just, you know, hold on to your, hold on to your hats, boys and girls, because we are in, I think, for a wild ride over the next year. Well, it didn't sound like it the way you just said. Uh, it just made it seem like, oh, it goes up, it goes down. This is opportunity now for a while, right? But I think so too. Listen, the, the Fed, as we're doing this, the Fed just broke. And most likely uh, they said the rates are going to come in March and there will be more, uh, but it was very vague. So I'm not sure what people were expecting. The inflation rates is well above the 2% and a super strong labor market. And it's creating a, a sort of a, a bubble. And Wait, a super strong labor market? Yeah, meaning that uh, we can't find good people to work or nobody wants to work, one or the other. So, how does that, it doesn't even make sense. You would think that's a, it's, well, labor markets people, as a, tr a strong labor market is a hard to find people. A weak labor market is, you know, it's hard to, for people to find jobs. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Wait, wait, wait to be on there, Pac. You are really on the ball. No, I'm just saying that doesn't, it would, it would seem the opposite to me. Like right now I would feel like I get, I get the way it's identifying it, but it seems like it should be opposite. Like right now it's a weak labor market because nobody wants to take a job, meaning that it's weak. Strong, I would think would mean there's a lot of people actively looking for jobs. And if you ever become president, I'm sure you'll change that terminology. Uh, because Joe Biden's approval ratings are well below 30. They're about 37% right now. And um, the number one threat that uh, people have is the economy, which I think there's a bigger threat. Uh, what's happening with uh, Russia and Ukraine, which is crazy because, of course, today Russia 
and Iran announce a deal. Like, do you ever notice? It's like there's the West and then there's the East, right? Good guys, bad guys. And whatever the bad guys say, they always agree with each other. And then they all partner with each other, right? Like, let's partner with Iran. Like, let, and then they, well, China, I think Russia. it's the whole, like, the enemy of, the enemy of thy enemy is thy friend. And that's, that's the bad guy motto, right? Like, that is the bad guy motto. All, like, all they great. need is Venezuela now. They need Venezuela into there so but, they could have a trifecta. But I don't think Venezuela, strategically, from a geographic standpoint, is adding which is crazy that they haven't been able to remove maduro with what's happened in the economy they almost did and then it just kind of didn't go anywhere that's and same thing if you take a look at it syria uh, assad right you figure with all that pressure he never went anywhere so a lot of these dictators that fall i think some of them may have you know if they had just hung on because assad hell held on maduro held on but of course russia was in Syria's camp right it's like hey the wet it's like whatever is the opposite Right. Which means that you can't trust someone like that. Right. So it's it's I mean, I, I guess if you really think about it, Russia, I mean, yeah, they got oil reserves and stuff like that, but it, it's not like a, a big economy. It doesn't really produce anything. Right. It's not like this came out of Russia other than oil is their leverage. Right. So it's a big country, but in theory, it doesn't produce a big amount of GDP. And their might is their military. Like that's what they try to do. So it's kind of like that that bully of some sort that doesn't have much, but is trying to flex its muscles. So it can be at the same level as world powers. It's kind of like the equivalent of people who are not successful, pretending to be more successful than they are on Instagram uh, by buying likes and followers. Is it like, is Russia the ultimate flamingo? No, because they, they do, they do. The flamingo is someone who just looks good. Doesn't do anything. I think Russia has the power. Uh, and by the way, they've already exercised it by taking over Crimea and nobody did anything. They really walked into Crimea and didn't do anything. So, right. And so they're probably thinking, and the problem is that politically, I'm sure Putin's saying, well, first of all, you know, Europe is going to do nothing because they need our oil, right? Because gas prices would go through the roof if that was the case. And America's saying, oh, Europe, something happens, we're going to ship you oil, but they can't, like, we don't have enough reserve to do that. So obviously that's not a plan that's thought out. Uh, can the Middle East step in? That's another story. Uh, but they still, it's not like there's a pipeline there. So it's got to be all tankers. So because there's a direct access to a pipeline from Russia to Europe, they kind of need it, right? And there's already a sh uh, shortage of truckers and things like that in the UK. They've already had several fuel crisis. This, this, and by the way, I wonder if like, on one hand, you can't let Putin take over Ukraine because that just would be, politically like incorrect for other people who believe but on the other hand politically it may be suicide for like do you really think americans care if let's go stock but you do whatever you want right but it is the right thing to defend or is it not like you understand there's so many different things and then obviously well i i think here's the thing i i mean who know who, who nobody can totally predict the future but i think you know Personally, I think the last thing Biden's going to do is send troops over to Ukraine to stop Russia from in invading. I think well, the here's the problem. If he doesn't thing. do anything, he's weak. Although they, they they just sent like 300 missile tanks. But it would have been. No, I mean, they're sending. That's the thing. They're sending a ton of basically military aid in weapons and 
weapons and firearms and bullets and all, all that type of stuff. We're, we're sending a ton of that, but if there's not the people to execute and are trained to use the weapons, like what good is that really Right? Like, great. We have all these planes being flown over of guns, but if people aren't trained to use them and like tactically do anything, like what, what good does that do? But I mean, what do you think would be different right now if Trump was in office? Because a lot of people criticize the relationship that Trump had. And I think, like, I think he would, st- that he is not the type of guy. Cause I think, honestly, I think he'd step up and he'd put it right in his face. And I think people are taking advantage of, nobody's scared of Joe Biden. Nobody. No, well, that's my nobody, point. Yeah. Like nobody's yeah. like, no, 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 sleepy Joe, no, sleepy Joe right? I mean, listen, me. he's, by the way, I know some people that know him. They said he's a really nice guy. Right. And so um, I have not for a second ever thought he's not, by the way, th- there's one thing I learned from him. Like, nice this guy. is a bunch of malarkey. Like I've never learned the word malarkey. So I really feel like I'm growing as never, a human. Really? But yeah, listen, I, listen, at the end of the day, the fact that he became president, that's impressive to me in the first place. Cause you're one of 46 people to have become president. And he did it by saying you did did something right along the way. Well, yeah, you stayed in the bunker and you let Trump self-destruct. That's really what you did. Right. So you're like, don't say a word. was doing something right. That's he still was doing something right. You got to give credit to his people. But listen, I still support him. I I don't not like him. I just I don't know what's being done other than let's spend more money. I, I think Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, probably saved America by having even more debt. Let's just spend money. Like, obviously, like we're overspending. We're trillions of dollars in debt. Let's spend more money. Um, so that's the the theory of that as well. So sometimes a a, a, a Senate and a republic and a Congress that are separate actually is good because nothing gets passed. Because sometimes these stupid laws get passed. So very interesting. Uh, it, it's it, I, listen. They have no choice. I think nobody's afraid of NATO either. Uh, nobody's afraid of NATO either. And don't forget, Russia's got nuclear. Everyone's really afraid of yeah. much right But then now, the question is me. that what, what would be the point of Putin doing this? Is he just doing this like Kim Jong-un when he kind of says that he's going to, he does these missile? Like, why did, is it just for attention? Because he's Putin and he can. So I, I don't, I mean, it also might be, obviously, we're, we don't live in Russia you know, we're not part of that society. At some point, I feel like, too, if you're Putin and you are running, you know, you're running the country of Russia, I do feel like every once in a while you have to showcase and exercise that you still have power and strength. And, yeah, but he got, but he's named you know, for like president till like for life or something like that, or, or, or 2035. Right. So yeah, he, yeah, but I, I think it's still like, it's, you still have to flex the muscle. Everyone. So the muscle is acquired. I mean, it's interesting too, because uh, we are looking at from a perspective of living outside Russia. Yeah. We don't know in Russia if they like him or not because the media, they, they have tightly right. controlled. That's what I'm saying. We, yeah. we have, we have no idea. We have no idea if the Russian people are like uprising to invade Ukraine or if they don't want to invade yeah. you. Like we, we have no idea, but I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Look, look back at the days of, any empire around the world, the British Empire, the Roman Empire, any of them, the name of the game was invade, conquer, expand. What you have to admit, though, he is Putin is a good tactician. He is a good I mean, he's played his cards, really. I mean, I don't know too many bad moves that in theory for them, from their side, obviously, for the world's perspective, it's not. I mean, basically, I, I like how like Germany 
is funding NATO to protect them from Russia, but then they cut a deal in a pipeline, which just gave Russia more money, more power. It's kind of ironic if you really think about it, right? It's just, it's a, it's a thing. But by the way, for the record, um, I believe everyone's amazing and I agree with everyone. And if someone from Russia is listening to this and I ever travel there, I just want you to know that I speak from a hypothetical point of view and any views expressed are the views expressed of my CEO, Francie. Um, and not mine. So for the record, and if she travels there, they're, they're the views of the puppets that are behind us um, that uh, that people cannot see. So that's that topic. Interesting too. Uh, also too, looks like uh, one of the Supreme Court justice uh, is actually going to be uh, stepping down uh, under pressure. The oldest Supreme Court, uh, uh, Stephen Breyer, uh, he's going to leave. I think he's 83 years old. He's the oldest member of the Supreme Court. And uh He's leaving in uh, this year to retire so they can put another liberal in place because obviously Trump. Elect- he, which way did he lean? He was a Democrat. He was a Democrat. Okay. So so uh, Biden said in his campaign trail that he wanted an African-American female, um, American, American, uh, African-American female to be in that seat to oh. represent. So let me ask you a question. For, by the way. Yeah. No, be specific. That's oh. my point. Is it? Should I know, but be- how about like who's the person that's the most qualified with the most experience with the best bench record? Well, by the way, if that was the case, then we didn't have any politician because it's never the, the politician that has the best record. It's the whoever's better branded. But here's the po- a point. Now we're making the Supreme Court political because we're like, look, we put an African-American female on there. But on the other side, too, if you take a look at it, there is no african-american female but there's also no asian female or no indian females and there's no uh well actually there is a minority female stoudemire so there is a hispanic female so i don't know i have never liked when people just say we're just going to put this old young i under so i understand it from the standpoint of what i think you know the the bigger picture is trying to make sure there's representation right so the man's represented the woman's represented different races, ethnicities, backgrounds, because you're going to bring a different set of experience, a different set of knowledge and in a, a different, you know, you're just bringing a different purview and a different lens that you're able to look through. Um, so I can understand from saying, okay, this, this is not represented and it needs to be represented. But the challenge I also have with that is saying this isn't represented. If you look at the list of who are the best people, men, women, white, black, purple, green, yellow, Martians from another planet, well, I guess they couldn't serve on the Supreme Court, so that's irrelevant. But if you just look at the pool of people, is is getting the African-American woman to be the next um, Supreme Court justice, did, did I have to skip down like three people and there is that person? Or is it like 50 better qualified, experienced people to get to that person? And that's where I think the challenge is because yeah, if you have a pool of let's say 10 pretty equal people and one of them is an African-American woman and that is not currently represented among the Supreme Court justices, then yeah, absolutely. But if I have to, and I I just don't know, I don't know what the qualification pool looks like, but if you have to dig really deep to find that and you're surpassing other people just because you have to, you're trying to tick a box, 
I don't necessarily think that's the right thing to do. Let me ask you a question. Let me, let me Google it here. Is there actually any women now that are uh, uh, Supreme Court, court. Uh, amongst the Supreme Court justice other than I think there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. There's the one that no one ever knows. Yeah. But I think they're all liberal. So Elena Kagan, which no one ever talks about her. Oh, yeah. There's Amy Comey Barrett. Yeah, there is. What am I talking about? I don't know. Who knows? I yeah, there, I was Googling it, too. I don't know. Well, hang on. Now I'm like trying to look at a photo. Oh, yes. And I see we have we have an African-American male. We just yeah, yeah. He's, he's been there a long time. Yeah. Uh, Clarence, who's actually uh, more on the right where he is right. So on the right. So I don't know. I, I think, you know, I, I don't know. It's just. The Supreme Court is. Is there are are the short people being represented? Should we should we make? I can't tell in this picture. Some people are seated. Some people are standing. Like (laughs) it's a crazy world. But you know what? From a political standpoint, when you campaign, it's the you kind of. I don't know. It just it just seems that nothing is in the best interest of the people. I know it's political. If you look at the photo, it is predominantly white so i can see the appeal of saying let's get another african-american sure let's get another woman um which would be interesting because oh isn't there nine justices um yeah nine total because they wanted more they wanted more so that they can uh... right okay so it'll be interesting because with one of the men leaving and replacing with a woman that'll actually put it for women on the that i agree that i agree though i think i think I, yeah I, I mean i think that that is interesting to have a closer actual split of of men men to women like i said it's it's a community that's not being represented so I it's hard to make that. everybody happy where are the indians right where are the asians right i'm just saying like we can go down that road um it's hard. It's a lose-lose situation. Even having this conversation is, is a lose-lose. I mean, you also have to think when somebody is appointed to be a Supreme Court justice, you are a Supreme Court justice. For You're life. not serving. By the way, for life right. too. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not like a four-year term. So when you look at, oh, there's a lot of white men. Well, yeah, there are white men because they've probably been there for a very long time. So you know, that's the challenge of like, you don't just remove people to plug someone else in. So, but that's the other point is you want people that have heard a lot of cases that have been on the bench that like have that experience. Right. It's not, but, but how much of it too is along party lines when they have the issues? Cause most of the case cases you've seen, they're along party issues. So is the Supreme court political or based on the case law and the issues are their personal beliefs? Well, that's and that's what part I'm of saying. the yeah. When there's an opening, it should be who are the most qualified and you take the top tier of that and let's choose because, you know, I could also sit here and say, where's the LBG TQ representative, yeah. right? Where's somebody that sir, it has the trans now, the, right. What, what about the, the overworked CEOs? I don't see them represented. So they have no rights. They are too busy working. So I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy world out there. So short and sweet today. Uh, going to put some more, lots more to talk about here. Also, if you want to join all kinds of people, men, women, Asians, Indians, black, white, purple, blue, from 60 plus countries, some of the wealthiest people I know getting together to learn, to give back, um, to do amazing stuff, to share deals. Where you learn is where you earn. Check out the founders, JT Fox, 2xfounders.com. Whoever I know, you know too, because we are so much stronger than we are as individuals. 
And Pack, any final words? I would just say keep tuning in, keep listening, give us a five-star review, leave your comments, let us know what you think, and make sure you share with friends that may think we're entertaining, this is educational and informational, or you just laugh at us because sometimes we're just idiots. Yeah. And by the way, don't get upset at us. We, 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 we actually will never cancel you for differing opinions. We just hope that we can share ours. And at the end of the day, you have yours and somewhere, somehow we can still all do business and get together as well. That is the way the world should be. We may not agree with everything, but you know what? Wouldn't be a bad idea so that we can all still work together as opposed to canceling each other. Success is not a matter of a chance. It's a matter of choice. We'll see you on the next show. Make sure you give us five stars and follow us on social media.